Welcome to Manager Tools. How do I respond to how do I get promoted? Part two. This cast answers these questions. What do I tell my directs when they want to get promoted? What are the key criteria in helping a direct get promoted? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Here we go. Time is money, as the old saying goes. And when you're looking at a problem, you want a solution fast. If your problem is managerial or career related, you need a personal license. You'll get a written version of all the podcasts in the free feeds. They're detailed white papers of all the guidance in the podcasts, and you can read in five to 10 minutes what might take 30 to 40 minutes to listen to. To find out more and see an example, go to managertools.com and type hashtag license in the search bar. You would agree, right, that folks wouldn't be wrong in assuming or thinking that getting the question from a poor performer is going to be a much more, eh, let's say, challenging conversation. Yeah, I, I would say so. Maybe you'd say it as if you get it from a top performer, you would say the glass is mostly full. And in this case, maybe you'd say for a poor performer or somebody who you wouldn't have expected this question from. And so that's part of the reason you're rolling your eyes. Like, seriously, dude, you're not as self-aware enough to realize you're not going to get promoted anytime soon unless you have a conversion on the road to Damascus or something. Yeah, that glass is, is less than half full. But look, the whole point of this cast is we would encourage managers to still talk about the path that a person needs to go on with the idea that the path is predicated on improved performance, which we'll, we'll walk through. Suppose, you know, I've got 10 people working for me and, and I rank order them one to 10. Not that that's a great idea, but whatever. Most managers could probably do it in a five-minute conversation at a bar with a colleague. And I'm talking to number seven. Number one is the best. Number 10 is the worst. Number 10, actually, I could fire within a year. But seven, eight, and nine are, you know, they're above the minimum, but they're not lighting it up. Number seven asks, I say, wait, rather than rolling my eyes at the at the temerity of someone to say, I want to get promoted, I'm going to say, great, this is an opportunity for you to improve your performance. Now, my dark mark would say, because you darn sure need it. And this is another case where I would argue Many managers secretly don't like this conversation because the lack of performance communications, the lack of willingness to be clear and candid about someone who's not meeting your standards because you don't know how to have the conversation, that would be our feedback model, or you're just uncomfortable making other people uncomfortable, number seven may not know that you think he or she is your number seven. Well, Bubba, that's your fault right? They don't know because you're not doing your job. They then ask a reasonable question, assuming that they're average or above average. Most people's stuff doesn't stink to them. And suddenly it's a little bit of a prisoner, prison of your own making. But yeah, still talk about the path. This is an opportunity for your number seven to become a number four. You might also at that point be candid that it'll be harder for them than others because performance is relative if they improve their performance, but the top six people also ask the question and they improve their performance too, obviously all things being equal, which they're not at Putna, but you know, number one would still be number one. 
So in this situation, you might say, well, look, it's always good to get questions like this. Uh, that means you want to improve your performance. And I'll walk you through what that might look like. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that your road is a tougher one because typically, you know, the top one or two or three people are in the running for potential promotions if they so desire it. And you're not in my top three. But again, most managers quickly, I think, would see that this conversation where you talk about, yeah, you're not doing as well as you might think, uh, is, is much harder if you haven't provided the nitty-gritty daily, weekly, monthly performance comms so that the assessment of the person as having a tougher road to hoe isn't a surprise. Yeah, it makes me want to go down a long list of podcasts <laughs> I would suggest folks listen to. I know. You know, dude, we include casts that are mentioned in this so that if you go to the website to find a particular cast, there are links to related cast or cast that are mentioned and that's got to be 50. Yeah, it'd be a long list. But these conversations become much easier if you do your job. So. Yeah, by the inch it's a cinch, not by the mile it's a trial. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the the next point which is actually being a little encouraging about the fact that they asked a question by saying, "I'm glad you asked." Yeah. I mean, Folks, hopefully we've encouraged you enough to change your mentality from seeing this conversation as a negative about chances, about handicapping, about odds, right, and long odds and so on. Um, heck, everybody wanting to get promoted ought to assume it's long odds. There may be a favorite, but the favorite is still, you know, three to one or four to one. It's not a given by any stretch of the imagination. The right way to start positively is to say, I'm glad you asked. Now, the rest of this cast, the vast majority of the rest of this cast is us giving you wording. Over the years, it's been, what, nearly 14 years, Mike, that uh, we get so many emails about, gosh, I'm so glad you just, here's what to say, rather than what everybody else does, which is talks about, generally speaking, you know, you need to be approachable, you need to be friendly, you need to be direct you need to hold the standards and so on people are like okay i get that theoretically what do you want me to say so um you might continue in this vein hey look i'm, I'm glad you asked just to be clear the road to performance to promotion always starts with high even stellar unique performance that's not everything performance isn't everything but it is the first thing it's possible and I'll show you, that you don't need to be the number one performer to grow your responsibilities. But all other things being equal, which again, they never are, performance rules. Let's walk through both the general criteria and how our organization handles the process, which is even vague to me a little bit, or there are a lot of factors as best as I can explain it. So now you'll know what you need to do and you know what you need to face, uh, what you're going to face when you and I agree you're ready and the timing is right for you to be considered. Once I've done that, then I'm going to jump right into significant talking about results, performance. Everybody knows this. If you don't know it, it's probably because you believe things that aren't true 
in a cynical way, like, oh, it's who you know, or, you know, you just got to be political and so on, all of which is false. Performance is the 900-pound gorilla for promotion. And secretly, most directs know that too. The idea, as I alluded to, that there's some secret sauce, you know, it's not about performance, whatever. Um, you need to dissuade people from that. Their suspicions are wrong. And probably, based on some poor conclusions and gossip, you're never going to stop internally in the organization. So here's how it might sound. Look, the first rule of getting promoted nearly everywhere is performance rules. You have to do the job you're in now exceptionally well. You have to do it well enough that even when someone who doesn't know you well, like a peer of my boss, sees your performance on something that would probably be like a resume, their eyebrows would go up. A way to think about this is making this paragraph of your resume, the paragraph of your resume that is for this current job you're in, chock full of outstanding accomplishments. Bullets, accomplishments that say you were the best. Performance improvements of double digits and more. Special projects that produced measurable improvements in our results, maybe even moved the needle on the division's numbers. Now, look, it, of course, it's rare to do something at our level that moves the needle for the entire firm. But I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you, that would be smashing. Accomplishment after accomplishment on your resume with results that are singular and that make a difference that can be perceived by those who don't know what we do or where we are in the organization. The benefit of this kind of performance and success is that even if you don't get promoted at the first opportunity, there are three knock-on effects worth noting. First, if you don't get promotion the first time, you're that much better prepared for your next promotion opportunity here. Second, you're much more valuable to other promotion opportunities in the organization. Don't assume that it's my job you have to get promoted into. It's Maybe it's the most obvious, and frankly, it'd probably be the easiest transition, except that then you'd be managing your friends, which everybody says is the toughest promotion, but they're wrong. It's not. Um, the toughest promotion. But look, there are plenty of other opportunities for growth. And most organizations today generally want us to have a broad understanding of the organization. And that means when you move up, moving sideways a little bit so you can understand how the other half lives. But look, all those moves are made possible through your performance in this role. Folks, if you're listening and there's more than just you in your organization who's a fan of the show, perhaps you share with a colleague or a buddy and you're learning more about management together, of course, we encourage you to share what we share with you with others. Don't keep it all to yourself. And if there are enough, enough of you, you ought to consider perhaps bringing manager tools on site. Yes, you can go to a public conference and we'll treat you well, but there's an extra level of service and customization that happens when we come to your site. And you'll get to ask questions predicated on your specific culture 
and that will cause others to ask questions and learn more and faster. We hope we can do it for you. The third outcome may not sound terribly appealing, but it's important. Uh, if you perform exceptionally and you don't take a step up, you're making your resume that much stronger for an external move. Look, I, I don't want to encourage that, but I know it's often in folks' minds, right? The worst thing that can happen here is that you don't know this, you don't get promoted, and then discover that even if we don't look at your resume internally, of course, externally, they will. And if you don't start with exceptional performance now, before the promotion opportunity exists, you won't have a great resume when you go and apply externally. And look, if you don't have exceptional performance in the role you're in now, moving up a level when you change companies is a tough move. In fact, there's a generally accepted rule, maybe not a rule, but uh, understanding that moving to a management role in company B from a non-management role in company A is considered a bridge too far. Most companies won't do that. And even if you're not making a move from individual contributor to manager, any other move that is over to another company and up a step is notably harder than a lateral move. But taking a step further, over and up, and that up being into management is just bizarrely rare. Uh, it does happen, but most folks won't do it. And look, let's be clear about what type of results I'm talking about, because I don't want to leave you with the thought that, hey, you may have to leave the company. You'll get a lot of credit for being good at tasks that are expected of people at your level. No question about that. You got to be good at your job, right? But that's not nearly enough in case you're wondering. You're not going to get promoted because you're good at your job. You're going to get promoted because you're exceptional at your job and a lot of other things too. You have to have, when your resume, if you will, gets considered, you have to have noteworthy results on challenging and preferably visible projects. Those projects which are known by and which have interest taken in them by more senior folks. You have to be good at the day-to-day -day stuff, the easy stuff, but that's not enough. You have to be great at the hard stuff too in the job. And look, keep in mind, you can't go after special stuff that will gloss up your resume at the expense of your normal day-to-day -day work. It's not an either-or situation. You can't grandstand and leave your buddies to take care of the, the dirty work while you go get assigned to some special project. If you're assigned to a special project, you still have to get your normal work done. You have to meet your deadlines. You have to show up on time. You have to meet your goals. You have to know your most important metrics and track them. And stop expecting me. If you're going to become a manager, you're going to know one of the things managers hate is assigning something, giving a deadline, and then having to go check whether or not it's done because the person who it was assigned to hasn't learned the 
juvenile rule that you're not just responsible for your work, you're also responsible for communicating about the status of your work, particularly around deadlines. If you're the one that I'm always having to ask, you know, whether or not your stuff is done, it's going to annoy me. I'm not going to promote somebody who annoys me. All that means is you're going to be busy sucking up to the next boss or the next promotion opportunities. And I promise you, you're going to be a crappy manager. Communicate in advance of a miss with a plan for how you're going to fix it. Something else you need to be, you need to do is, God, you got to be open to feedback. To get promoted, you're going to have to get better. Everybody always talks about getting better, but then seems to forget that that means changing how you do things. And that means accepting feedback graciously and eagerly. We managers get so tired of the folks who want to grow, but then respond to every bit of negative feedback with an explanation of why they did what they did. Even if you don't think you have a tone of defensiveness when you do that, defending the actions you took is seen as defensiveness. That says you think you're right, and me and my peers are going to roll our eyes and not believe you want to grow. Because growth means change, and change means abandoning what you think is right. But if what you think you're doing is right, you're going to hold on to it. Look, here's the way to think about this, and it becomes 10 times more important in managerial roles and beyond. You're responsible for results, but what you actually do is behavior. Sometimes the best behaviors, completely normal, good decisions made all the way through, still produce the wrong results. And by that, I mean results that don't get us where we need to go. Maybe you think what you did was right, and maybe I would too, but what you did doesn't matter. What matters are the results the organization received. Defending your behaviors misses the darn point. Think of it this way. A behavior is only right if the result it produces is right. Defending behaviors that produce wrong results shows professional immaturity. So, ask for feedback. When it's negative, don't defend. Just say thanks. Hey boss, appreciate it. You know, it's part of the path I'm on. Go back and ask yourself what you could have done differently to get better results. And look, I'm human, so by the way, if you say thanks, I'm much more likely to give you more and you'll get more used to it and it won't be such a gosh darn big deal every time. If you defend, I'm going to subconsciously choose to give you less feedback. Now, look, all that I just said about that performance is the stuff that's normal at your level. You have to show that you can do stuff at my level. At Manager Tools, we've previously encouraged uh, professionals to earn their boss's respect so well that their boss gives them as much as 50% of the boss's job to do at various times. Okay, so continuing with the soliloquy here. Um, So you're going to have to ask me to delegate to you and have me say yes, which in part will depend on our relationship. Okay, to be clear, again, asking isn't enough. I won't say yes if I don't think it's a good possibility you can handle the thing I'm giving you. 
you have to earn the right to be delegated to. Okay, now to do all this, you're going to have to do more than you're doing now. Look, I don't mean longer hours necessarily. You're going to have to get more efficient at what you're already doing with similar results. That's going to allow you the time for accepting delegation, learning how to do more, allows you to volunteer for projects and special assignments that will get you additional visibility. And that visibility on projects will be the other people you meet in the organization who come away from the project thinking, wow, she's good. And so when they sit and discuss, okay, who should fill the openings that are occurring right now? Say, well, she's good. That makes an enormous difference. That's not politics. That's relationship effects. Sometimes people think they need to go off on their own and come up with some really great idea in order to get noticed. Look, that's certainly possible, but it's a risky path if someone's special pet project takes time away from exceptional results in these other areas that I've already laid out. Usually, working on organizational projects is a better path because those projects are already aligned to some degree to the organization's goals. Projects and delegations will make it easier for you to build those relationships because you'll be working with other people in the organization compared to you going off on your own, working on your special project in your spare time and keeping it secret to create some earth-shattering new idea. Look, we're not against earth-shattering, but it's unlikely and therefore it's risky because not only will you probably not shatter the earth, but you will have missed opportunities to build relationships with other people who will matter when the promotion time comes. Put all that together and dude, it's a lot. And you're in the realm of significant results. The most important aspect of promotability. Okay, dude, let's, uh, let's stop there and let's uh, continue with this next week. Great. All right, man. Have a great one. You too. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. 